Welcome to the Just Be Real Sis podcast. I'm Dr. Angela. And I'm Candace. We believe that women can win together. We live boldly. We live authentically. We live unapologetically. And we encourage you to do the same. We understand the need for real conversations with diverse perspectives because we are more alike than we are different. We know that inclusion and honesty are our superpowers. The only requirement to join us. Just, just be, be real, sis. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Just Be Real Sis podcast. I'm Dr. Angela. Sis, how are you? I'm well. How are you? Doing good. Like, fair and well. How are you doing with uh, what month is this that we've been home now? I don't even know. I've, I've really <laughs> lost track, but I'm doing good. It's been good. Good. Well, look, we are so excited about today's episode. We cannot wait to introduce you to today's guest and have a really fun conversation today. Um, so sis, why don't you tell everybody who we have on the show today? So, you know, we have just a, a wonderful guest who I think can really uh, help us unpack this topic. Uh, sis, we talk, you know, about the race to stay relevant. We hear that because people wake up every day and it's like, what are you doing today on social media to stay relevant? And really, you know, post-COVID, and, and we're still going through it, it looks different now. Um, but people are still struggling every day. How do I show up? Um, what that looks like. So, I mean, what are your thoughts around the race to stay relevant? That's something that I've coined it as. I feel like people are just trying to do any and everything. Um, what are your thoughts? So I think, you know, we are still in this culture where it's like you're either hot or you're not. Hopefully we'll be getting away from some of that because of the fact that we have gone through a pandemic, I hope that, you know, I think some people's priorities are changing and so it's a little bit less so, but our guest is an expert on this. So I can't wait to hear what she has to say about this topic. I'm so excited. So let me tell you a little bit about um, our guest. So we have Miss Janae Bolden and Janae originally hails from Birmingham, Alabama, but her childhood was spent in College Park, Georgia and Brookline in Iowa City. Did I get that right, Janae? Yes. Okay, awesome. Um, but before um, attending college at NYC, she was a hip hop buff and an avid lover of words. Janae graduated magna cum laude, all right, from New York University, so from NYU, with a bachelor's degree in English and a minor in African studies. She also earned her MFA in fiction from NYU's creative writing program before launching a career as an entertainment journalist. So she has a lot to share with us, sis. Um, she's interviewed everyone from Janet Jackson to The Game to Nicki Minaj to Wiz Khalifa and so many more. And also in addition to her current position as Senior Content Director at BOSSEP, Janae has produced several panels related to her career as a female entertainment writer and entrepreneur. She's a skilled moderator and a public speaker. Janae has hosted events for numerous artists and enjoys partaking in just about every kind of cultural experience, whether it be film, art, fashion, or music, or podcasting. Welcome, Janae. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, sis, let's just get into this. Uh, did you hear me say Iowa? I did. I did. So, you know, that got me excited, right? So, <laughs> um, very rarely do I get to make a connection with another woman of color who has an Iowa connection. So, I understand that you grew up in Iowa City. I did. From the age of 12 to 18, I lived in Iowa City, Iowa. My stepfather, um, he was the director of the dental program at the University of Iowa. He had that 
great opportunity to go and had a tenure track position. Anyone who's in academics um, knows that that's a big deal. And um, so we took the, they took the opportunity, great schools in Iowa. I, I believe Iowa City West High, where I graduated, is still the number one public school in the country. Um, the standardized test, which they just have done away with, but up until recently were um, developed out there. So great schools, but if you're a little brown girl, um, especially one on the brink of puberty, not really the best place to be. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can only imagine as you were talking, I was thinking about some of the stories uh, or comments that I got while I was there. And I was older when I was there because it was for grad school. Yeah, a lot of very vividly a lot of curiosities and questions and stereotypes yeah. and myths yeah. and uh, just all the do you how do you why do you why can't I can I touch or not even ask I'm just gonna go ahead and touch and yes what are you what are you mixed with no way come mm -hmm. on you're mixed with something. What do you put in your hair? How do you get your hair like that? Can you tan? Why does Michael Jackson do that to his face? Why do you think OJ's innocent? Oh, all the questions, every black question you can think of, I've been asked, especially when I live in Iowa City. Whoa. So, okay, this is interesting. And you bring up your hair. And so we have the hair conversation at Just Be Real Sis all the time. So yeah. let's about that one of the things that I didn't mention um, but you're also the CEO of a mob official you say this is where a lifestyle brand dedicated to empowering natural hair that is the story of my life so much so Janae I really want to um, hear from you and I want you to chime in because I love your curls you look absolutely beautiful okay. and I've recently been rocking my natural curls but it's interesting right because I um, had to do an interview today for work and I wasn't comfortable doing it in my big curly hair. And someone asked me, they said, why did you go straighten your hair again? And I didn't have an answer for them. So can you tell us a little bit more about Curl Mob and the-, the Yeah, I think that it absolutely is something that is ingrained in us from the time we're little girls that for special occasions, um, you get your hair pressed, um, to be appropriate, you get your hair pressed to do an interview, you get your hair pressed or relaxed or whatever. We, you know, we're taught that um, our natural hair has to be tamed, that it's, um, you know, not, not appropriate or not putting your best foot forward or, or what looks the most professional. That is the message that we get about our hair. And I've always had um, a lot of hair, uh, curly hair, uh, very tangly hair, difficult to manage, was told at a young age um, that I was not allowed to be tender-headed. And I got all of those messages. Um, and especially growing up in Iowa, uh, my, my mom would press my hair every two weeks. And I would get up at 6 a.m. before high school and put it in hot curlers so I could have that tossable, you know, long Lisa Turtle hair um, from um, Saved by the Bell. And um, when I got to college in New York, 
there was no mom to press my hair. I couldn't afford to get it pressed every two weeks. And I said, I really always liked curly hair. I loved Tia and Tamara's curls. That, I think that was the main role model that I had growing up were those two girls. That was the reference point for me. So I said, let me figure out how to do this. I, gotta, I just got to figure it out. And I really just taught myself how to do a wash and go. And at, I think because part of it was because I was in New York. People just embraced the curls. Everybody loved it when I would wear my hair curly. At one point, I had an internship in um, public relations. And same thing, I would go to work, try to be professional, straighten it. And one day, I wore my hair out, and everybody in that PR office, which was all white, <laughs> went crazy. They were like, oh my God, I love your hair so much like this. Why don't you wear it like this? And I really just, I had to learn how to love my hair myself. And it was very empowering for me because I reached a certain point in life when I knew I really loved my hair and loved myself when I decided you know, the men that I liked when I was dating, the ones I liked were the ones that said, you know, the curly hair is really that's really you. I, I like that better. It looks great when it's straight, but someone who understood that my curly hair was kind of my signature thing and that's what it's become. And being somebody who's in the entertainment world and I see a lot of fashion streetwear and I felt like I wasn't seeing anything that spoke to me. So I was like, what can I wear that I can express my pride and my love of my natural hair? And I had been using, using the hashtag curl mob for years because um i don't want to take all the credit for it but all through college i was the one that came to school with curly hair but over time our whole group of girlfriends started wearing their hair natural they did the big chop everyone was going curly and when the groups of us would take pictures i would always hashtag curl mob and people just loved the saying so as i became more of a public figure started doing tv and stuff like that i was like what can i do with this what how about i make some apparel so other people can express their pride in their hair and it will encourage people and i started wearing the first thing i did i got a chain made i got a logo made right i saw that so where can we get those because what you're doing right now is too is is representation right so i think that's important where can we get the uh gold chain Get them on the curlmobofficial.com website. They're currently out of stock, but if but I'm going to put up a pre-order link um, very soon so you can do the pre-order. They, they, they take a couple weeks to get made, um, but I am working with a vendor. So if I get the pre-orders in, I will order some more. Um, so the, the first thing was the chain, and then I started doing t-shirts and hoodies, and I'm actually kind of doing a soft relaunch of the brand because initially I was just doing the logo shirts, but I'm coming out with some different designs, um, some of them which will have my image or other images on them. But the idea is just wanting to um, share other images than what is the standard European beauty. And the other thing that I think is like, there's this stigma on on black women especially that we're divided and that 
the sisterhood is kind of like catty. And mm -hmm. I, I'm actually a woman who believes that if you see a photo of one black woman, one beautiful black woman, it's a beautiful picture. But if you have a photo and there's a bunch of us in it, it's like even more beautiful to see the variety and the different complexions and the different hair textures. But to see it all in one picture is just really beautiful. And that's something that's why the curl, the mob element of it, like it's just the group. It's like a being able to compliment one another and to be secure in our own selves and our own beauty without feeling that another woman is taken away from that. Instead, feeling that her beauty complements my beauty. We, bo we both are just great, you know, we're all great examples for what Black beauty can be. That is so good. And I know, sister, you want to chime in, especially with the hair conversation. But Janae, we just said this the other day. I was talking to someone and they said, you guys are kind of like, you know, Destiny's Child. And I said, but we're all Beyonce. So to your point, we can all shine. Uh, we do have a Beyonce reference every podcast episode. Pretty much. Pretty much. I love Beyonce. But, but it is about the collective win when we're all together. And I think that that's the, the reason we do this podcast is there's so much power when we come together. It's just, uh, I know you want to chime in here. You know, I was about to jump out of my seat, right? I was like, see, there's always that moment in every episode where we're like, see, this is the divine alignment moment. Like, that's it for us. Because the whole premise of why we do this is because we believe in the idea of collaboration over competition. And so it isn't that the light has to shine on you or me. It can shine on all of us. So when you said that, uh, part of what we're going to talk about in this episode will be, the, you know, the necessity of having your circle and having it be solid. So that's right on point. That's right on target with uh, really how we live our lives every single day. So thank you for that. That got us excited. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> so... Speaking about your work, that's what we want to kind of get into next, because as we mentioned earlier, everybody's focused on one minute you're hot and the next minute you're not. But this is your day-to-day -day business. I saw in an interview where you said every morning you wake up and the first thing you do is you look at what's trending, you look at the news, because you are responsible for upwards of 50 pieces of content every single day. So yeah. how do you decide... Like, how do you decide what to feature? Because you got to be on top of things every single day. We have a whole team. So the great thing is that we're all about balance. And we have someone who's really focused on what's going on with the social issues and, and politics. We have someone who's really tuned into reality TV and what's going on there. Someone else who's looking at uh, television and film. So what's coming out and especially speaks to our community. Um, and then there's always kind of like a mixture of our, our personal interests, like what each of us is drawn to. So some of us are into certain shows or podcasts or um, artists, you know, th there's definitely, we have a, someone who has a Beyonce beat and someone who has a Sierra beat, you know, a Rihanna beat there. Those are, you know, we stay tuned into what our, um, you know, our stars are doing for sure. And then um, besides that, those there's also just the relationships that we have with different networks and labels. And um, those people typically are also helping to drive what is in the news. Because if I have a contact that is at Condé Nast and 
they have a, a black woman on the cover, they're going to make sure that I have that because they know that I, you know, am going to amplify that cover and the message that they're putting out. And the great thing about this time is um, there are so many places that we're not giving those opportunities before that are now making sure that we are front and center. And I, I have to say for the month of September, there are so many black women on magazine covers that it's really just like nothing I've ever seen before, especially because that September issue has always been such a critical issue. But, but yeah, when it, comes, when it comes time to figuring out what to put on the blog, there's no shortage of material. It's always like, I literally, every day at the end of the day, I'm usually prepping something for the next day that I didn't get to the day before. It's always, you know, it's, it's just so much. So that takes me to my next question. Um, that, you know, just listening to you and for the day to go throughout the day. I know for me today, I have the kids at home. So we're doing virtual school. So I've been everything from a lunch lady to I was working earlier. I did a quick photo shoot. Now we're recording this podcast. Like it's been a day of pivoting. So my question to you is, you know, as we wear so many different hats and you have to pivot throughout the day, how do you strike that balance? It's extremely hard, especially right now, because it's like, I honestly feel like I work more now than what I was doing before because previously I was working out of a co-work space. So I had little like moments when I would get antsy and I could get up and walk around. And now I have, I kind of have to be forced to it. I do have a dog. So he's like big on like, let me out. So I have to get up and let him out. And he's, he's trained me not the other way around. So it's like, he probably gets more potty breaks than your average dog. Um, but outside of that, I mean, I literally am just answering emails all day, uh, phone calls, my phone rings nonstop. My text messages are going off. I have to put my phone on do not disturb when I have an interview, but my typical day is like, literally get up, write, 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 edit, 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 <laughs> and then work call or meeting, followed by um, maybe write some more, you know, or uh, do an interview. It's just, it's really, it's really nonstop. And just like you were saying, um, ending the day with a podcast or, or some type of Zoom or some type of activity. Because one thing I will say about this time, you really got to give it up for people's creativity because even though we don't have as many physical events, I, I've been having so many virtual events and virtual screenings and mm -hmm. um, people have gotten really creative about the things that they're doing to um, launch new projects. So typically, like I will say, I got my dog in February and it was probably the best thing I could have done because he makes sure I'm active. I walk, <laughs> I go on two walks a day. <laughs> like I said, it's, it's almost like the shoe is on the other foot. He's taking care of me, taking me on my walks and making sure that I eat my meals because I have to make sure he's fed and all that. So what kind of dog do you have? Um, that's a bit of a mystery. Everyone thinks he's a pit bull. I actually think he's a Dogo Argentino. So I didn't even know what a Dogo was, but I posted him and someone asked me in the comments, apparently she has a Dogo. So she sent me photos of her dog and her dog was like, looked just like my dog. And I was like, 
it had that has to be what he is because people keep saying pit bull but he doesn't look like a pit bull to me oh you're all here with two uh dog moms too so that's pretty awesome yeah <laughs> your whole job is about relevance and you know being in the know uh, but how do you do that and still hold on to like the things that are important to you like who you are well, I've been doing this for 10 years, so I never, it's never really overtaken my life. I think the big thing is like, you have to kind of keep perspective. The, the one thing, and like, I hate when people are like the industry, this or the industry that, but like, you have to learn who is your industry friends and who is your real friends. So like you hear people say my bro, my sis all the time. That's just like, at this point, it's like really just all terms okay that's terminology like that it almost makes me cringe now that everybody has become bro or sis because i have those relationships with people who are like real i have a real we have a basis of a friendship that is not based on me posting your work uh responsibilities on my website so I just stay very grounded. I, I do have, I am fortunate to have some great real relationships in the business. Angela Yee from the Breakfast Club is my best friend, has been since 2006. So it's not a new friendship. I was friends with her when she was just starting on Sirius. And we have a relationship that goes back to when I was still in college, when she worked for Wu-Tang Clan and I was a student at NYU looking for an internship at Wu-Tang Clan, I came in and interviewed for a job as an intern. And she was the person that interviewed me. So I have friendships like that, that have been for years, for years. And then, um, you know, I, I'm very close to family. My mom, my mother actually lives with me. So she's there and she's listens to everything. I mean, she's in the background. So she hears a meeting. She's talking to me about what's going on at work. She's talking about me, whatever's going on with my friends. So it's like, I always have that dose of reality. And I know you guys are Beyonce fans. So like, you'll understand because when Beyonce talks about that time, she got a little uppity and Tina had to smack her in the record store. I, I'm, you, I'm sure both of y'all have heard that story. My mom is the same way. Like she's never going to really let me think that I'm hot stuff like that. I'll be like, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Do you want to come? No, she never comes to any of my stuff. If I do a TV appearance, she's really tough on me. She'll, you know, like, I don't think that you were as good today as the last time you did it. Like she's just, I have, I have one of those mothers and um, I feel like, a lot of us have those black moms who are just like always been tough. Like when I was in high school, if, if I was bringing home a B, I had extra work to do. It was supposed to be all A's or nothing. So, so I think that's the real thing is just keeping those real relationships that keep you grounded. And then I also think um, my goals are not rooted in being famous or anything like that. And I think partially some of that is like when I, when I meet talent, I love interacting with talent. I love talented people. I love creative people. But my favorite people are the ones that stay humble that you can have a real conversation conversation with, and then just the really intelligent ones. So I love uh, the best 
actors, in my opinion, to have conversations with are the ones who also direct because they kind of have a larger sense of, they have a bigger perspective of what's going on. I recently interviewed Don Porter and I really want black women to know who she is because she's a black female director. She directed um, Good Trouble, that documentary, and but she's, the the film I interviewed her about was The Way I See It. It's a documentary that's coming out on Focus Features about Pete Souza, the White House photographer that worked with Obama. And I had an amazing conversation with her. So to me, I think part of what also keeps me grounded is like, I'm not as excited about the people who are on the blogs <laughs> as I am the people who are in the trades. You know, I'm that is awesome. That is so good. I have a funny Angela Yee story I have to share with you real quick. Okay. So, uh, she spoke at Dillard, which is Sis's um, school. She She's an alumni of Dillard, her and her husband both. And so we went down and Yee was so cool. She is so dope. And let me tell you, so she cool. took pictures after. And I kept wanting to take another picture. And finally, I have the picture. She was just like, okay, because I kept saying, can we take another one? Can we take another one? And sis said, there's like a line of people waiting. But she was so cool. And she answered all the, I mean, just, I can totally see that sisterhood between you guys. But going back to the sis comment. <laughs> did you see us about to jump out of our seats I as did. you were saying this? Because... I don't know if you know this, but we call each other sister because we have been friends for 15 years. And so when we say that word, we really mean it. Like we've been through the highs and lows of life. It is not something that we uh, throw around lightly and we've been doing this. So now when we hear people casually use the term sis or sister, we're like, how is that? Like, we have time invested. Like, that's a name that we, you know, yeah. earned with one another. So, yeah, it's a different type of thing. Go ahead, sis. You know, I was just like. <laughs> no, that's just so good because it, it, it's so true, right? Um, and, and I love what you were saying, Janae, about real people. Real conversations, real people. And that's what we're trying to do here. I always like to talk to people uh, that you never hear from. You know, giving a voice to those people, I think is so important because back to, you know, even what this topic is, hot or not, you know, when you look at social media, you only see people sharing their highlight reels. But this pandemic has really changed that. So do you want to shed any light, you know, what have you learned about Janae during this time? You said you've been at home, you've made a lot of great connections with people that you may typically have been too busy to talk to in the past. But I think we're all learning a lot about ourselves during this time. So can you shed some light on that? I think the biggest thing has just been learning to ask for what I'm worth because I think I'm not the best negotiator. I've been getting a lot of opportunities even leading up to this year, but this year especially, I think because um, because there's so much like assumption that, oh, you can't possibly be that busy because you're at home, so you should be available to do X, Y, or Z. And not only that, but because it's not an in-person event, you shouldn't charge what you normally would charge. And I think that my time is money, and I really had to learn that. Like, I definitely have been busier than ever, so I had to really just um, demand that I get paid what I'm worth, you know, when people 
asked me to do, whether it's um, some of the media services that I offer on a freelance basis or moderating, or even if it's just about attending, um, I've had to say no to certain things because there has to be that balance there. Like, like I said, like something that is, imp it's important to me that I spend time with my family and my friends. And it's important to me that I take care of myself. So if me doing something that isn't going to benefit me, um, it's going to take away from me taking care of myself, then I need to say no. So I, learning to say no would definitely be a big thing. And also just, I would say like really, um, you know, just having to be uh, direct is another one. I, ha I have a family relationship that uh, I often played really nice. Like I'm just gonna be nice regardless of how ugly this person is to me. And this year I really learned to just put my foot down and say, absolutely not. I'm a grown woman. You have to respect me and my boundaries, you know? And that's absolutely inappropriate. If you don't, you know, I don't talk to you in that way, you're not gonna talk to me in that way. And I think um, that's a tough one because especially family relationships or people who have um, some type of close tie, they can feel very entitled. And I think that um, it's just all key in, in our own development is learning how to protect your boundaries and protect yourself. Um, but it's hard to be your best self if you are allowing someone else to treat you in a way that, um, you know, makes you feel unworthy. You know, we, we are worth more than that. And we have to recognize that for ourselves. So it sounds like you have learned uh, several uh, lessons during this time. I have. Which, oh, my gosh. <laughs> all of which are extremely important. You talked about self-worth. You talked about balance. And then you talked about boundaries. My goodness. And that is something that I think, uh, if there's no other takeaway from this conversation, is that one. Uh, because one thing that we like to say is if something doesn't protect your peace, it isn't permissible. And if you don't set boundaries or if people have a problem with you setting boundaries, it's usually the people that have benefited from you not having them. And so good for you. Let's just put that in there. Good for you, <laughs> you for discovering that and putting your foot down and saying, no, pay me my money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because the other thing is the, is the pay equity gap, right? Like we just had a whole conversation about that. So to your point, I think that that is an area where a lot of us can uh, do better, right? And so to just say, no, like, my time is money and not feel anything after that because it's just true. So, no, I love that. Uh, it's interesting that you say that because uh, kind of shifting gears a little bit more along the lines of some of the things you see every day, like as women, particularly black women, right? We have to go above and beyond. We shift gears. We have to be, you know, be in so many rooms. But what are your thoughts? Because sis and I had a conversation about this and we wanted to know what you thought around the double standard of women particularly in hip hop, right? Like now that you have Cardi B and Megan, they're owning their sexuality. And there was a lot of backlash about that, but men have been controlling this narrative for decades. So what are your thoughts around that? Well, it's interesting that you asked me that. I actually wrote Nicki Minaj's first national um, profile for XXL Magazine back in 2007. So 
I don't necessarily think any of this is new. You know, I'm not, and even before Nikki, there was, of course, we had Kim, we had Roxanne. We had, I mean, women have owned their sexuality and said things that men were saying. I mean, shoot, we could go further back than that. We could go back to the blues. Um, so I think it's very rooted in that. And I think it's always, there's always been a patriarchal society that's saying, that's not ladylike. That's not what women are supposed to be. This isn't what a role model is. And I think that, uh, I mean, I think Cardi B probably has summed it up better than I could. You know, I think she says, she's spoken in response to all of those things. And I think, um, I think that we are in a landscape where there's a lot of different women who have different messages. So that's just one side of it. And it's really just, if you're talking about WAP, it's a fun song. You know, it's not necessarily for the kids, it's for the grownups. But um, I think that women to women are, can be very, uh, what, prudish, I guess is the best way to put it, about their own, like, but they're, but come on, we have, sexual organs we have sexual lives like if we can't talk about them if we can't celebrate them then we're I feel like we're not being whole we're not really representing the whole you know and I think that there's different ways um obviously of representing that there you know there might be a more quote-unquote classy way to do it but at the same time like hey, they're having a good time. They're celebrating. And they're actually celebrating each other. They're celebrating other women. They're going back to what we're saying about showing love to other women. You see all the women in the video that they uplifted. So I think it's a great time, especially for, um, for women in hip hop. Like you, we've ne I don't think we've seen that landscape where you have multiple female artists dominating the charts at one time. You know, we had Nikki, Doja Cat um, on one song and Beyonce and Megan on another, on the, like in the top one and two spots on the chart at the same time, like that's something to be celebrated. You have City Girls having a huge moment right now. That's something to be celebrated. You have other artists too, Tierra Whack, you have um, Rico Nasty. There's so many female rappers that are doing their thing. Sukiana, um, Ruby Rose. I think it's a great time honestly and I love it as a woman who's always loved hip-hop and and been treated as if it's like a boys club I think that there was a time when I was growing up when men didn't expect me to know about rap and when I did it was like oh my god you're the girl that knows about rap but I feel like now there's I know so many other women who know know it can speak it can talk about it know the lyrics and I think that's great I I think that one of the best things about this time, um, not just in terms of the race conversation that we've been having, is also the gender, the gender um, piece. People recognizing that women deserve to be heard, to be believed, um, that we deserve to make the money that the men have made in the past. I hope that we're reaching a point where things are on a, will become on a level playing field. I think that Things haven't been fair for a long time. You hear people complaining about there might be too much this or too much that, but I think that that it's it's a great time to be a black woman and I'm happy that I'm here.
and, and let's celebrate it. And, and let me tell you something, it was so funny. I was sitting thinking when you're talking about all the artists, I can remember, and I'm getting ready to date myself, but I can remember <laughs> my best friend. Don't she, do it, sister, don't do it. <laughs> friend from childhood um, she moved she left in the seventh grade and she moved to Oakland California and she came home uh, back to Memphis to see her grandmother in the summer she said come here I want you to listen to something and she played Freaky Tales by Too Short and I can I can remember listening to that song but the the point was I heard it when I was you know preteen and for people to act so surprised, number one, by what's happened, I'm like, stop, just stop. That's the first thing. And the second thing, I mean, it's on every TikTok video. Let's celebrate it. I love how you summed it up. Women supporting women. They're creative geniuses. If you watch the video, I mean, my goodness. Um, and then I said, some folks just mad because y'all can't do them splits. That's what I'm going to say. But anyway. <laughs> or they're mad because they're dry. How about that? Just be real, sis. Just be real. <laughs> Just be real, sis. <laughs> right? So what is the problem? But yeah, I'm telling you, but I love it. Well, shifting just again, we've touched on this. We talked about sisterhood. You, I mean, we have really good alignment, Janae, because the things that you're saying, we're getting excited because it's like, okay, this is what we've been talking about. Um, yeah. One of the things that you recently posted is National Girlfriends Day, and you highlighted that. And I, I wanted you to just uh, talk briefly about the, the importance of a, of a circle and the people that you surround yourself with um, and who feeds into you. And um, we, we, again, we don't miss an episode without bringing this up because we think that it's something that all women need to understand, the, the power of your circle. So, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I definitely have a circle that has been there, but I have different circles. You know what I mean? Like I have my friends from elementary school that I'm still friends with. I have, you know, my Atlanta friends, which is where I've lived for the last 11 years. I have my New York friends, my college friends, um, my close circle. A lot of us are in the entertainment world. So Angela, who I named, um, Nicole Planton, I became friends with her. Um, my freshman year of college, we went to NYU together, and she's an A&R. She lives in Los Angeles. We talk on a regular basis um, that she's someone who we talk about music and culture. We're both, um, she's, well, she's Haitian. I have learned later in life that I have some Haitian ancestry, so we have that in common. Um, someone, she's someone that I always make sure to see when I'm in LA. Another really good friend is Tahira Wright. She is the founder of The Cut Life. And we really connect a lot on beauty and style. Um, her brand is all about short hair. My brand is all about natural hair. So we talk about those things. We share pictures. We get excited. You know, when I see a picture of a really cute haircut, I send it to her. When she sees a natural, she sends it to me. She's going natural right now. So we've talked about products and all that kind of stuff. I'm getting into content development for TV. So I have some beauty ideas that she and I talk about all the time. Another one of our mutual friends, um, Mimi Johnson, she's a celebrity makeup artist. She does beauty stuff. Um, I think the headshot I sent you, she might've uh, might produced that for her Grind Pretty. She has a brand um, mm -hmm. called Grind Pretty. And she had me do that textured blowout. So it was like a great vision that she saw for me. And she, whenever I need a makeup artist, she's always there, does incredible makeup. And it's just like a sweet person. We call each other twin because we both have May 6th 
birthdays. I actually have a few people in my life that have the same birthday as me. Um, who else is in that close circle? Um, I have a really close friend, Rashana Smith, um, who is like a sister to me. Her sisters actually become like a sister to me as well. Anissa Smith, Anissa's a doctor. So when I need my medical advice, that's who I call. When COVID first started and I needed, I was supposed to take a trip. Um, this is before a lot of the sheltering at home orders came out. And I called her and I said, should I go? And she said, I think it'll be okay. And literally I got to where I was going and she called. She's like, you know what? I thought about it. I don't think, I was like, well, I'm here already. But I literally ended up getting on the flight home the next day. But Anise has been a great friend and support system for me. Um, so many people. When I did my podcast, um, The Abram Show, which is a music podcast, I wanted to make sure to have some great female representation. So I had my friend Maya Table come on. She's a producer. Um, she's always been a great resource to me. When I needed a reel, she did that for me. I also have been doing um, women, it's called Women in Charge. It's, it's a panel, um, well, actually it's a part of the, a track for the A3C Music Festival that's in Atlanta. I started doing that in 2014. And as a result of that, I've ended up with a lot of um, young mentees. So I have in my circle, sometimes I, it feels weird because I'm like, I'm hanging out with people who are like, probably young enough to be my kid. You know, they, when, when you're hanging out and your friends are 15, 16 years younger than you, but sometimes it doesn't even matter. So Anissa Penny is one of those people for me. She's a young lady who's also a journalist, has worked in radio. Um, Sammy Approved, Chelsea Samuels, her real name. She's um, another little sister of mine. And these are all aspiring journalists. I don't want to call them aspiring journalists but because they're all already working in radio, podcasting, hosting. But I find that as I've gotten older, I've really come to like just value people. So it doesn't matter if, whether we share age or not, you know, like I, we kind of look beyond that. And then sometimes I find people that I think that I'm are going to learn from me. I actually learn a lot from them. Um, another mentee of mine is Teal Green. Um, she is doing A&R work now. She was working with me before at Bossip and it really was not her passion. She really is passionate about music. She's also a DJ. So those are a few. I mean, there's more. Sky, um, so if you know, if you follow her on Instagram, Set by Sky, she's a set designer. She's extremely talented. Mm -hmm. Um, those are, that's some of the people in my circle. I mean, and then I have friends who, you know, I would call them quote unquote civilians because they're not in the, in, <laughs> they're not in the entertainment industry, but you need friends like that, you know? So I have my friends, Keisha and Leslie, um, we have girls nights and talk about guys and some of the group is married and some of the group is single. So you know, all of those things, those are, those are friends that I really value. And when it comes time, like, especially ha as it has recently, um, where I'm looking at the designs for Curl Mob, I'm sending them t-shirt designs, like, do you like this? What do you like? What don't you like? The, that's my sounding board, you know, so it's great to have people who can give that input for sure. So I have to jump in here real quick, sis. One thing that I love about what you just did, 
you know, normally when you ask people about their circle, they'll say, oh, I have a really great circle, but they <laughs> never call their names. You call their names. And so what that says to us, because that's how we feel. We, we never miss an opportunity to say each other's names in rooms, right? Yeah. And we're going to find a way to do it because that's where yeah. you truly promote one another. So when you're calling the role, I was like, you better call the role of your circle because people, <laughs> they just don't do that. They just don't. Yeah. And so that is refreshing to see you do that because it just says, hey, it's not just about me. I don't have a problem putting another woman out there, what she's doing and shining a light on her. So I think that's, that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I have a lot of gratitude and I mean, there's a few names I didn't say, like I forgot to mention Marche and Tamiko who are also in Atlanta who work in music as well. But, um, you know, like, it's just like you said, like, you know, when it's come time for them to need someone, whether it's to be on a podcast or be in a panel or be a moderator, I get so much work from other people referencing me. And even I know, um, work, you know, coming here with you guys came out of a great relationship that mutual relationship that we have, you know, our friend, mutual friend GC. So, you know, I really, you know, I, I've learned, you know, I, not to date myself either, but I feel like as I get older, you know, you really figure out the important things in life. And like, I think you have to really value the people who take care of you. And um, that's really what I've come to learn. And I have, I, I think you actually noticed this, but my quote that I keep in my email signature is the Maya Angelou, um, people will forget what you did. People will forget what you said, but people will always remember how you made them feel. And it's because like, you know, I, I think we've all had those times where like, you've had somebody to make you feel like, oh, really? Like, I'm not, I'm that not important. You know what I mean? But then you've also had those people who like, literally will make you feel like you are Beyonce. Like you, if you don't have a friend that can make you feel like you are Beyonce. Listen, I said her Beyonce meme yes. this morning. <laughs> yes. If you don't have a Kelly Rowland in your life, if you do not have a Kelly Rowland in your life, you are not living right. You just, Either you're not a good person or we say that you just have not found what you are worthy of because we all deserve to have that friend that is going to be that Kelly for you when you need her to be or the Solange, the one that's going to say, no, he, you know, you're not about to let that man do X, Y, Z to you. I'm here and I will kick his ass in an elevator if I have to. The pull-up sister said this, the pull-up, what did you say we'll do? Listen, <laughs> Janae, I said, sometimes you got to have friends that'll show up, but you also have to have friends that'll pull up. Pull up, yeah. <laughs> we'll do both. What do you mean? <laughs> exactly. Oh, that is so good. So I can't believe like we're, all, we're like at the end. This has been so fun. So like one of the things that we do, Janae, is we, we love to just genuinely celebrate another sister. Like I know people say that, but no, we are committed to that. So one of the things that we always do before we go into the lightning round is we always ask something that you want to highlight, like how our listeners can support or follow you. Um, so yeah, just share with us something you'd like our listeners to be able to support you on. Well, I would definitely say follow uh, at Mob official on Instagram. It's a young brand. It's growing. I'm working on it, you know, and it's hard. I, as an entrepreneur, it's really hard when you work a full-time job 
and you're also trying to start a new business. It's something I'm really passionate about and I have not been able to put in as much time as I would like, but I do have every intention on delivering. I want us to be able to go out and represent and I'm all about inclusivity. I want to celebrate every texture of hair. I'm tired of just seeing the 3C, you know, biracial prototype of what natural hair is. There's so many different colors, textures, styles, and I wanna reflect it. I'm not trying to sell you hair products, I want you to be able to wear things and also just be part of a community. So I really would love if people would follow that brand. You can follow me on Instagram as well. Um, I'm on there just under my name at Janae Bolden. And I have other things in the, in the works. I know you asked me if there was projects that I wanted to discuss. I've unfortunately a few, they have a few things in the works that I'm not able to discuss yet because they have not, you know, I'm in negotiations and I'm not able to fully discuss them, but please keep up. You know, I'm, I'm working in development now in, in addition to the media work that I've been doing. Um, so producing content, which has always been a passion, um, creating content and producing. Um, so look forward to seeing some things. Hopefully you can support, you'll be able to support me on TV. Um, behind the scenes <laughs> so um i i did make no, a lot so of appearances on the talk but because you know it's been COVID, i haven't been able to do that show this year but hopefully in the future i'll be back on there as well yeah well before we go to the lightning round says we just want to really put good energy around all the things that you're doing um and just believe and manifest that thing with you even though you can't talk about it we still can agree with you in in energy and wishing you the best and all of those things so i love that i i'm uh, i'm big on align you said many of my keywords tonight alignment you've said manifest attracting and energy i'm all of those are keywords so you know, <laughs> so many good vibes. And I was just sitting here thinking on, I, I have to rock the curl mom necklace and the shirt. And I was sitting here thinking, and can I rock it with straight hair? No, I have to get my hair curly. <laughs> no. <laughs> you can wear it with straight hair too. I mean, I think the thing is, I'm really, I really want to promote people wearing their hair naturally. So even though it's called curl mob, it's just all about natural. And even for people who like those protective styles, if you're wearing something that's just a little bit more textured, I just want to move away from people having to feel like it has to be down to their feet, you know, or like super that, what do they call it? Hawaiian silky or whatever. Like, I just want you to move towards embracing something closer to like, texture that's coming out of your scalp you know like right. so here's the thing Janae both of us are natural right like we don't have any um, chemicals but I have a special request so if you can send your your hot product list to help us embrace our natural curls we would uh, really appreciate that okay you have to tell me what you want to because um, you know of course it's different gels leave-ins that kind of thing but yeah I can send you a list awesome Okay, so this has been so much fun, and we do, we appreciate you so much, um, and we'd love to end with a lightning round where we have some fun, and we're just going to throw some questions at you, 
And uh, we just would want you to give us just your straight first response, what you're thinking. Okay. I'm going to just be real. Okay. Okay. And this, will be, this is right up your alley. You're going to love it, I think. So let's get this thing started. So who do you have, Brandy or Monica? Oh, Monica, all day. I mean, she's sitting in Atlanta, so what would we expect, right? Like, she couldn't say <laughs> All right, Jay-Z or Nas? That's hard, but Nas has had my heart since I was about 15. Oh. Nas, yeah. yeah. <laughs> not a bad choice. There's not a bad choice there. Okay. J. Cole or Kendrick? Ooh, that's hard. I'm going to have to go with J. Cole, though. I have a lot of friends in the Dreamville family, so I'm going to go with J. Cole. Mm. Okay. All right. And of course, as you know, we've already told you we do this. We're like Beyonce versus nobody. Nobody. <laughs> nobody. Like, we're not putting her against anybody. So we already know that she won that uh, before we even asked the answer. So. <laughs> That's our lightning round. Like, we just wanted to have some fun and just get an idea of what you thought about those things. So thank you so, so very much for doing this. This has been so fun. Thank you. I had a great time. Uh, talking to you. And, yeah, and learning more about you. So thank you for sharing your time with us and just giving us your opinions and all the gems that you dropped. We'll be going back and uh, making sure that we take notes on this episode, too. Uh, so as always, you always have a door open and just be real, sis, and we appreciate you so much. Anything you want to add, sis, before we go? Just sending love, light, and energy your way. Thank you so much. This has been amazing. Thank you. Thank you. I enjoyed myself. Don't forget to subscribe and share so we can grow this movement. If you have show ideas or would like to be considered as a special guest, you can email us at justberealsis at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at justberealsispodcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. As always, remember to serve first, stay encouraged, be kind, and just be real, sis.